per on a guitar player, but I want you to set aside virtually everything about this man. Okay. Except his guitar playing. Do I gotcha. get the answer? No. Wow. Oh, I feel hurt now. Ted Nugent. Uh, Ted, without his politics? Yeah, no, I don't care, I don't care about it. It's just a generic guy playing a guitar. He would be a minor role player in the early, late 60s, early 70s rock and roll. I, I, and he's a good guitar player. Don't get me wrong, but you can find he's not a monster, John. Not a monster. Well, you can find a million Ted Nugents in the U.S. playing, you know, local bars. He's but he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. Was watching an interview. I think it was mm. Joe Rogan with Henry Rollins, and you know, anytime I see Henry Rollins, Henry. I'm I'm going to watch and listen. And they got to talking about Ted and how you know Henry and Ted had um, you know run into each other a bunch of times and. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, Ted or uh, Henry's um, manager was trying to get him to do uh, an interview show where they could just go somewhere and friendly debate the issues. Sure. But Henry got to talking about Ted as a musician, and uh, Henry's a big, big, big fan, loves the sound, mm-hmm. loves Detroit guitar players. And he mentioned MC5 and uh, what the Stooges, I think, maybe. Stooges were from Detroit, yeah. Yeah, and, and he just got to talking about these uh, Detroit, the, the Detroit guitar sound. And, you know, I don't know much about Ted's guitar playing other than, you know, he's kind of, his songs are kind of anthems, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of all I know about him. It's pretty, his, like his 70s stuff to me is pretty generic sounding, yeah. like his, his solo stuff. Uh, to me, that's, you know. He's not the have kind you, of player I would, uh, you know. Have you ever met him? Say. No, I've never met him. Just an absolute sweetheart, delightful he, guy. He, uh, Ted. He did a show, uh, and we I think we've talked about this with Bourdain. One of Bourdain's shows with him, and yeah. two, the two guys couldn't be more polar politically, opposite politically. Right, right. And they got along, you know, famously. I mean, they had last. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny. What was your point on that Alabama official fired over teacher's guide? Did, did you uh, are you defending the governor or the teacher who got canned? I was just found it to be a fascinating story buried in the back of the paper. Here's mm-hmm. here's a, a Republican, uh, or I shouldn't say Republican. Is it a Republican? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who fired um, a teacher over a guide because the guide was promoting what equity or something yeah. inclusion something mm-hmm. something i just thought it was an interesting story that kind of fits into what we've talked about for a while mm-hmm. rattaloni's hardware and garden <laughs> hey ken uh i got it from yeah. today i need from or today i need from you a tri-state a pro turf a seafoam and a dk and if you could do me a favor, can you do DK Mags first today, Wait, please? So three letters: Try, yep. Pro, C, D, Mag, M A G, D K M, D K M. Three letters, yeah. all three letters. Could you do DK? Joe, first? there's three letters in each of those. Joe, three letters: Try, <laughs> Pro, definitely, D, definitely. I can do that too. D K M. Lamb, Gruh. No. <laughs> Gruh. That'd be You're out. That'd be You're out. Gru <laughs> is the name of the guy on uh, Despicable Me. 
I don't want to hear any uh, children's <laughs> movies references. Oh, we got mileage. I made the SpongeBob, the YouTube video yesterday. Well, you're a pathetic fool. <laughs> you're a pathetic fool. Joe, I went over to Tri-State in Hudson yesterday after the show. I ran a piece of equipment made by a company called Fecon, F-E-C-O-N. It's got a cab on it. It's got steel tracks like a dozer. And it's got a header on the front that you use for clearing brush. And literally everything in your way gets eaten up. I took down a dead oak tree with this thing. I lifted up the front header. You know, it's on it's on arms like a tractor, like a loader. Yeah. And just leaned it into this thing. And it broke this tree in half and then ground it up and turned it into dust the most amazing piece of equipment i've ever run in my whole life three hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah so we started talking and, and you know and i'm like okay let's see i let's say i can convince a bank to give me a loan on this what is my hourly rate for you know to hire out Taking a long time to pay that back. It's $500 an hour. So then you get to, well, who's going to hire me? Right. Well, pipeline companies, um, governments that need, you know, big, 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 big dollar clients, but just an amazing piece of machinery. Oh. Just remind me, Kenny. Fecal? Fecon. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a bad company to work for. <laughs> kind of an S job. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it eliminates chainsawing, it eliminates brush cutting, it eliminates stump pulling. It's just, it just absolutely clears the land right back down to earth. It's amazing. They were chainsawing next door today beginning at 8 a.m. and they weren't using electric. Ooh. Oh, and that's another thing I used. <laughs> they had a truck saw over there, uh, a steel little battery operated saw. I cut up a pretty damn big log with this tiny little um, truck saw, battery operated. Absolutely amazing. I got to get there and see what they got for snow removal. <coughs> Perfect help. What I love about that small battery operated chainsaw is all my chainsaws, and especially my tiny truck saw, very cold blooded. Once you get it started, you've got to warm it up for three, four minutes before it'll be happy. Like a British car. And this thing, you just <laughs> pull the trigger and she's running full steam right away. Strangle holds a pretty cool solo, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about this. Pratalone's yeah. hardware and garden store. Uh, yeah, I thought oh. it was an interesting interview, John. I really do, did. Do, do, do we you know that? I just because there. now when you say ted's name it's all political nobody right. talks oh, nobody about talks. musical yeah. do you remember hey baby that was a great song did we know that kim was released at four in the morning because yes. he did. oh okay i did not know that what about the wang dang doodle song or yeah. wango z tango how about amboy dukes that's when he was at his peak that's Brad a great Aloni's song the single the hit, the you right, know, you know the, the center of your mind. That's it. Yeah, that's got, yeah, that's got a great soul. That song kind of takes off running, doesn't it? Yep. Yes, right away. She we just, did that song in our little teeny garage band. She keep up, off and going. The guitar player we had could have been. Uh, well, I'll tell you the story someday. <laughs> well, what's wrong with now, now, Joe? He could have been something eric clapton 
He was incredible. I'll never forget the day we, we got tipped to him. And a bunch of us white privileged idiots from the suburbs, we go tearing into town to, to interview him, to get him. He lived in a house to interview him <laughs> in downtown Minneapolis near where the Metrodome got built. Those houses are now gone. Yeah. And we were alerted to the fact that we had to go up the, the fire escape because he and his father were at odds at all times. And we got up there and, and, and we could enter his room and he sat there. He had a tie on, a tie. Just a, tie. a summer day at a tie on. He was only wearing a tie. And uh, I can't, you could talk to Jiggs Lee. You could talk to this John Cutcliffe guy from, from Foo Fighters. They'd all agree with me that, that he, he, he was a one in a million. And, uh, but he just got handled so poorly that he just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Ended up working in a battery factory in North Carolina. You got to wonder how many people like that are exactly. walking yep. the world today. Mm-hmm. People that are just phenomenal mm-hmm. that have factory jobs or they just, they don't want to do it. They just enjoy playing. Producing you know. a podcast. Right. Think of the I, potential. I uh, talked to uh, member Tommy, of course, Mishki. Yeah. His, his oh, kid. Kid, well-known bass player around town, played in a ton of bands, did stuff for TV shows, etc. And Tommy said, "But five, ten years ago, he just went, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. Got to went to school to be a computer, something or the other. Has a great job doing it. Hmm. Gave up on music, and he was well-known. I knew who he was without the connection to Tommy. Hmm. So I can you know. still see the shirt and tie, brown shirt. That's uh, yeah, a tie." So his family, is that where the situation went bad? Is that what you're saying? No, I think he just, the booze got to him. What was the the interview process like? Did you have a list of questions? (laughs) Joe's going to hit you. Name what your supervisor would say to you about you and the way you were. What do you see yourself doing? (laughs) Interview was the wrong word. We went to meet him. We should, uh. We should do a show, just the three of us, me and you and John. Maybe we should we should give that a run. Who'd run the board? Come learn how to do Frataloni Chardwood uh, Garden board? Stores. You ready, Joe? Yes. Get Dan Seaman to Frataloni. No, we're not going to have that in there. Start over. <laughs> Don't be saving those tapes, Larry. Rolling. Frataloni Chardwood and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand sixty four, April twenty fifth. 2023, 91 degrees on this day in 1962. They had quite a nice uh, hot streak going in 1962. 25 degrees on this day in 1907. The local lakes are open. The uh, northern lakes are fated to be open, and you need to get a hold of the people at Ripple-Lip University. Ripple-Lip is when you catch a fish. Fisher people, Ripple-Lips has the instructions or provides the instructions to set up, tweak, and dial in your stuff, your Hummingbird, Garmin, or Lowrance Marine Electronics through an app. It's fantastic. It'll just help you get to the fish faster. Visit RippleLipUniversity.com for details. We have ice outs today on Minnetonka. Let's go. 1888. Yep. 1904. 1940. In 1962, 
and on a white bear in 1940, in 1962, and 1972. You know the weather's going to turn. It's going to happen any minute. It's going to be glorious, and you're going to want to have the kids down there swimming. So you're going to need Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, so the products are safe for you, the fish, and your family. You don't have to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. Stand down there on the dock and use your cell phone. Call them and say, here's what I'm looking at. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushi. Before I do anything, I want to read a letter from our friend David Bliss in Sofia, Bulgaria. Yes. Who is an amateur, what's the word I want? Philosopher. Okay. Joe, I've been considering the decline of moral and ethical integrity. The letter from GL's own wise atheist, Rob, last Friday got me thinking about the direction we have gone. He made some good points. We should do good things because they are the right thing to do and not because we fear hell or are trying to earn heaven. This is a deep philosophical point on which I fully agree with him. In fact, that is why as a Christian, I think Jesus' death for our sins was necessary as his sacrifices, as his sacrifice liberates us from the fear of brimstone, as Rob called it and allows us the freedom to do good just because we love him. Yet, sadly, we see the further we drift from God, the worse society gets. Rob, you got me thinking. A quote comes to mind from Friedrich Nietzsche's book, The Gay Science. Pause for childish remarks from Kenny. Where has God gone? I shall tell you, we have killed him, you and I. Whither are we moving now? Away from all sons? Are we not perpetually falling backwards, sideward, forward in all directions? Is there any way up and down left? Are we not straying as though through infinite nothing? Where is God? God is dead. God remains dead, and we have killed him. How shall we, murderers of all murders, console ourselves? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. When God is removed from, from society, moral and ethical integrity go with him. Society needs to return to God. Without a supreme moral law, there is no good or evil. Without a supreme moral law giver, we have no moral law. Without God, society drifts until, as Nietzsche implied, there is no up or down, and we are perpetually falling in all directions. Rob, you are right. Society is devoting, devolving into a bunch of self-obsessed cult members, but there is hope. There is a moral compass, and it has not been shattered, just misplaced. We need to find it. Dave Bliss, Sophia, Bulgaria. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. And we're getting our lessons from Rob, uh, which uh, 
pleases me immensely. Uh, I've got a lot of email on what I said about Tucker Carlson. Ha! Huh, good or bad. You don't say. <laughs> and uh, I did say I didn't watch him. Uh, well, that's that's true, but I certainly know of him and had watched bits and pieces, but that's not going to solve the uh, the criticism of the emailers. What I did do is I followed the Fox lawsuit with Dominion very carefully. I thought it was interesting. What are they going to do? You have these uh, megastars, Hannity, Carlson, and, and Ingram, backstage telling what we can only presume is the truth to each other. They think Trump is a moron. They didn't think there was any election fraud. Uh, then they go on the air and say the opposite. Well, that was that's what I needed to know. They have no balls. Now, I don't know if I would either if I was making $20 million a year like Tucker Carlson. I'd like to think I would, yeah. but I don't think I'd ever get in that position because I'm never going to be so slanted one way or the other. I think your integrity would uh, come into play. Well, there. it's 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 not even that. It's just how can you live with yourself? You're a liar. I called him a liar, and people are very upset with that. I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to disbelieve my own eyes, apparently. I think the problem that a lot of people have, and it, it's, it's a look behind the curtain of the way broadcasting works, where I think the five of us are fairly... We're authentic. We are who we are. Well, but there's a lot of people. We're, Hold on. we're just cheap. There's, we're getting us for cheap. There's a lot of people on a national level, on a local level, certainly. I've worked with them here in town that go on the air or crack a microphone and they're a caricature. They, 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 they aren't authentic. They are playing somebody to appease an audience. And that's kind of what Tuck, Tucker was doing with his show. He was playing to a base, a very successful a show that was playing to a base. Yeah, I but, wouldn't disagree with that at all. Right, but it's I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I know. I mean, if that's I that's why we're if broke. I, if I, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, all you people threatening to leave, uh, go ahead. But you, you said something very interesting. One emailer said, you know, every conservative commentator in the country defends Tucker Carlson, but you don't. Well, that should tell you ding, something. Ding, 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 ding. That should Hello? tell you something. <laughs> Then I'm your guy if you want truth. Right. I'm not your guy if you want me to play this BS game. I think Trump's a moron, and I tell you that on the air. I think Biden is too. Right. I told you a million times I'm politically lonely. And as for showing film footage of peaceful people in the Capitol— I gave you the analogy. I, I could take a camera to Tupelo, Mississippi, and as a as a tornado is destroying most of the town, I could find somebody mowing their grass to show you and tell you, see, there wasn't any problem here with the wind. Right. Well, BS. But, what are you? Are you that? What kind then, of people are you that you're willing to to be lied to? I don't it, get it. And as for the show. You represent the show and you represent Garage Logic and your views do, but you don't re represent me. You don't no, represent don't. John no. or, or the other two. What you are the other two? represent me. Yes, yes. Yeah, the me. other two guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I, and I disagree with you a lot, and so does John, and we go back and forth. But the point is, at the end of the show, we're all still friends. 
And that's what I think we've lost. You know, John, and that's that's yeah. the main thing that the country has lost. I'm also supposed to uh, acknowledge that I did get it wrong. Apparently, he was not fired, according to the reports. They mutually agreed. Tucker to part and ways. Fox agreed to part. <laughs> you know, that's uh, not was, what the reports I, I, are I, saying. I but, agreed to part ways yeah. with a lot of people who fired me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> here. Here. You, you forgot to complete the email. We wish him well in future endeavors. Yeah, right. yeah. And I normally don't read the emails, but this one is so, to me, it's an outstanding example of what has happened. I, I don't, I don't get it. You are you all unaware of what Tucker was saying off air? Are the people writing me unaware of what Tucker was doing off air? Yes, uh, you in the back. The people that are outraged at both you and at Fox News for ousting Tucker, I think what you need to realize is this is the greatest thing to happen to Tucker Carlson's career because he already owns, what is it, the Daily Caller. He is going to go on to become an ultra zillionaire playing this role of Look at me, I've been silenced, where now I can go to this forum, and he'll have freedom to do whatever he wants, and he's going to make so much more money than he ever did at Fox. Well, depending, yeah. on, what he, depending on what he says, are we going to get the true Tucker, or are we going to get the Fox Tucker? Well, no, I'm, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm going to have to remain uh, true to my conviction here. Uh, I don't think you should make a uh, billion dollars by lying. Well, I think... That's why we're broke, you bastard. Right. I'm going to read one email, though. Uh, it's from uh, Dustin in South Dakota. Uh, you want to know how I know you are not a serious voice in this culture war and someone who is hardly worth listening to? While every conservative commentator, journalist, and politician was giving their support for Tucker Carlson, wishing him luck, praising his courage, and admonishing Fox News for making such a disastrous decision, Mr. Souchere is celebrating his departure. I don't know if I was celebrating. No. While I wasn't completely surprised at your reaction, I had to laugh out loud when you finished by saying I've never watched his show. Well, I hope I've cleared that up for you by telling you that I certainly followed the, the lawsuit carefully. Mr. Carlson has done more for the conservative movement in fighting the war against these communist thugs than you could ever hope to. The ultimate results of today's actions are Tucker becoming more powerful and influential, Fox News signing their death warrant, and yourself, Joe, continuing to show how obtuse you are to what is really going on in our society. <laughs> I'm the fellow that brought you the mystery, pal, and wow. long before Tucker Carlson ever did. You are quite proud of yourself and how much your journalism arrogance apparently makes you a moral authority on someone's character. Well, Mr. Souchere, you are really showing your true colors with your comments today, because, of course, you are worth listening to when it comes to one of the most important uh, conservative journalists on the airwaves today, especially when you end up by saying you've never watched him. That's all I needed to hear. You are a dinosaur on the side that is losing, Mr. Souchere, Tucker and the rest of us or the desire to fight and win oh will continue on our path forward, leaving you and others in the dust, still wondering what happened and how do we get here? Regards and all the best, Dustin from South Dakota. Dustin, uh, you and I will have to agree that we don't understand each other. That's as simple as that. I'll even 
Dustin, I think what you're missing is the fact that that line of thinking is just as dangerous to this country as the far left line of thinking. My question is, why are you listening? Why would you you. do that to yourself? (laughs) And that's the part we've lost. We've lost the, the ability to have a centrist viewpoint in Dustin's eyes. You're either with us or you're against us. Well, that's just as damaging to this country as this far left movement. Sorry, it is. What's to be said, though, about the amount, the pile of money that Fox has been sitting on? Is is that telling of who the viewers are, that they're spending all that ad money to listen to or watch Fox News, that they have $700 million they can pay out? I don't know what role insurance plays in that or whatever. I, Hmm. I have no idea. But I, I'm just, I think I can keep this very simple. The people you're watching on air, Dustin, are not telling you the truth. Right. If, in fact, off air, they are telling each other the truth. So I, I don't know why that's confusing to you. I, I don't understand it. That's is why I said people like Dustin, uh, I'm going to agree that we just don't understand each other. It's that simple. There is a segment, and we've talked about this before, of folks who do not listen or watch anything except Fox television, mm-hmm. and they did not report on the Dominion case. So they may, and I don't know how you could be, but they may be unaware of all the emails that circulated oh, behind the, the scenes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Now, it could be, it could be that the likes of Dustin believe that the media made up the fact that off air Tucker was not who he presented himself to be. Sure. I choose not to believe that the emails were produced. We also were revealed. We also said on this show yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, that them Fox Fox news firing Tucker is going to cripple their business. I think we said that. Didn't I, we? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, if Fox survives, it survives. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's well, it'll business. survive, but it's not going to be, it's not going to have the ratings they did before they fired Tucker. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Wouldn't you guys all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he had great numbers. Just go all Hannity all the time. Well, compared to but other. He said the same things off the air. So did Laura Ingram. I think which we, is I, why we I knew said, that about Hannity a, a long time ago. I think. <laughs> which is why I said, why are they all fired? Kenny, are you comfortable saying what we said before the show? What's that? Uh, the the whole thing about Fox and is there a bigger game here? Or, oh yeah, I I I I, I want to know what's really happening here. Because I agree with Kenny on this. I think that there's a big there there's something bigger at because I I don't think I had not seen anything that his numbers are that great. I mean, he might be great in that time slot against whoever else is on the air, but his numbers aren't that great. What was great uh, was that he was a big big earner. That show made a ton of money right. for Fox, right. big earner. And uh, earnings always, always, always outweighs ratings, always. If you're what? making the company money, you, you know, you, you're you're going to keep your job. So what's going on here? Well, let's put some numbers into perspective, too. Really, a lot of attention is being given to cable news programs that don't appeal to to anybody statistically. It's a nation of 350 million people. Hell, we got we get more numbers than Don Lemon did. He also got fired. Seriously, we get more numbers than Don Lemon. 
And Tucker was getting what? Three million, let's say. Three and a half. I okay, well, I'm not going to do the math, but what percentage of that is 350 million people? One percent. Well, it, it's we're giving way too much attention to a, a very small, small listening segment yeah. of the population. Uh, Rogan, by comparison, eleven million, and that's small. Yeah, <laughs> in, in but the to do the apples things. to oranges game, right. though. But Tucker's show outdrew right. CNN as a network. Right. 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 Okay. And then CNN, I, you know, I'm not a fan of CNN right, people. Of course. I, I think they're pathetic. So what you're saying that we shouldn't focus on this and we should focus on the NFL draft. Yes. No, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I, I Does one single person own Fox? Or is there a Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, and does he like have fifty-one percent, or is he the one hundred percent? I don't know. It's it's a publicly traded company. Because Uh, there have been cases where owners have just said, "You know what? I don't care what this costs me. Get rid of him." Right. You know, maybe as simple as that. Do you think they would have done that before the lawsuit? Yeah, but this is perfect. I don't. This is a perfect time to. I, I think, like Kenny and Chris said, there's more to it, but I, I'm not for the same reasons they think. I don't think are it, but I think the all the producer, the producer that came forward last month that started talking about all the sexual abuse and harassment, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it I was think, abuse, not just harassment. It, well, it was mostly harassment. A lot oh. of you know, you know, you know, the kind of stuff. The company <laughs> is controlled by the Murdoch family via a family trust with 39.6 ownership share, so they okay, own 40 percent. So. And, you know, I'll, I'll cut him some slack on this. Uh, in today's culture, I don't even know what constitutes sexual grievances anymore. Uh, my way of handling that is I just don't talk to women. <laughs> you barely talk to us. <laughs> right. I mean, the hell with it. I don't know what's going on anymore. You're so out of touch with women that you think one of the nicest, funnest gals that works up at my talk is mean. Never smiles. <laughs> Never smiles. Probably because she's scared of you. Well, I'm not talking to her. Don't worry. <laughs> she's an absolute delight maybe, to maybe, hang out with. Maybe, but I'll never know. <laughs> I have to laugh. So who do we make? Who are we mad at today? Who do we make mad at us today? Uh, I would like to tell you about succession planning and why it's important for your business, whether you own it with partners or your family. A succession plan should be revisited throughout the life of business, the beginning, the middle. When you think it's coming to an end, you want to sell or it's going to go to the family. With uh, family business, it's common for the kids to have different interests. So you got to have a plan in place so those with differing interests don't interfere. Hell, there's a TV show called Succession. I think it's based on the Murdoch family. Mm. You want to avoid these problems. You want to minimize taxes. You want to stay out of court. If your business is going to be transitioned to employees, you need to make sure you have the proper structure to allow for that transaction. You've worked hard to build up this company. You're the millionaire next door. You've worked hard. You need to develop the plan that will maintain the operations and qualified management when you decide to sell or retire. Eckberg Lammers will assist you with succession planning, and by using them, you're helping to ensure the business has a future long after you step away. Succession planning is not merely putting this down on paper. It's acting on it. They'll show you how. They'll create the whole situation. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651 
439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Do, 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 do. You guys should get Tucker on to clear the air. That was my that <laughs> was my favorite. Email. I have no air to clear. I, I, what I don't understand. I bet the you wouldn't say it to his face three yeah, times on the air. Yeah, I would. Watch him and Lemon do their own podcast, and it'll make trillions of dollars. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. There's, there's no way that Tucker Carl. Well, he might. He's, he doesn't speak Joe, the truth. He, this is the best thing that happened to him. Well, whatever. I, that's great. Bill O'Reilly knows what really happened. Click here. Nope. No, didn't do it. Didn't delete. do it. Not doing it. <laughs> John, are you down with the sounds of the Buena Vista Social Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen to that whole album like three times on the way home yesterday. Yeah. God, I love that. Yeah. Pretty much anything Ry Cooter gets his hands on is that, very listenable. The song Chan Chan. Why don't you guys do a music show instead of the Krabby show? I wish I, w- I wish we could play music. Wish we could, exactly. I could do an hour just on the song Chan Chan. Yeah, I, I, I wrote an entire movie script based on the song <laughs> Chan Chan Beautiful. yesterday in the drive home. Chan Chan Chan. I, would, uh, I told Seaman I'd do eight podcasts for him if I could play music. <laughs> and he just laughed, of course. Yeah. Is that, is that being pursued nationally? By the podcast, I hope so because all all the podcasts I watch, it's the same thing. They all have to use generic music, and they they don't let any kind of copyrighted music play. Would that benefit musicians to play their stuff? Sure would. Of course it would. Well, what's I don't get it. What's What's the hang up? I don't know. Let's go. Here's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. I'm tired of waiting. There's a a bit of a dysfunction. In the music industry, it's the same reason why they fought things like online streaming many, many years ago and could have made a lot of money doing it, but they fought against it. So that's your... what are they? Newspapers? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That's just a fad. We'll pass. <laughs> People like to get their fingers no, dirty by in that music. I meant newspapers were horribly behind the times because of their arrogance. I don't even know if it's that. They but they didn't predict. No, it had more to do with incompetence. They didn't predict that the twenty-five-year-old's going to get their news via this. Didn't you want me to do something first, DK? Well, DK, please. Excuse me. Goodness. Why was that? What do you um, got, Otis? Because I have to get. Because this is the, <laughs> the last week of the month, and I got to get KNL in because we we missed that oh, week with both I of them you. because of the. Kenny has got a little UFO uh, mystery today. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I also saw something I didn't click on that said um, uh, Satan was actually an alien. Oh, I don't know if he was. Or I wasn't. don't know. I, didn't, I don't know. Didn't click on that one either. Didn't click on that one. <laughs> it's really a challenge sometimes. It is because there's. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen this celebrity lately? Yeah. And it's yeah like, exactly. Oh my God! I, I really. Ah, ah, ah. And then you slap your hand so that you don't click on it. Do you know who is the king of that? Such. <laughs> you are. What? I yeah. clicked on this link because I wanted to look at Barbara Stanwyck. No, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> then I got to call Rich. And then Rich is going to cut. He said, you clicked on the damn link again, didn't you, Such? No, you know what I click on? 
find the cat in this picture of flowers. <laughs> well, find same three thing. Eyes yeah, among these birds. It's got that, you know, the bright flashing light attached to the link. Yes. Joe's going to click on it. Click oh. all the photos that have a stop walk. Yeah. Freshly varnished old boat. Yeah, yeah. Click yeah. Oh, I got to see that. Well, she was a, real. She was a big star in the 80s. Ooh. Now you have, have you oh, seen yeah. her lately? Did you see the picture of Jane Fonda's daughter? No. no. Click. <laughs> I didn't have to click. They oh. showed us side by side. So now you guys know when once a week he yells at me from the other room, how come my computer's so slow? I don't click on that. Now we know why. <laughs> I fight, I try to do the uh, puzzles because I... I uh, I like those uh, find six different things between the uh, pictures. I just, I do that every day. Good. Very good for your mind. Good to know. Noted. You know what you can do? Noted. (laughs) Noted. Adrian, all you have to do is put her name out there. Adrian Barbeau. I'm I'm like triple clicking as fast as just click, 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 click. It sounds like Morse code. (laughs) (laughs) What is she? Wasn't she on that house? Plant show or house? Uh, what show was she on? Three's, three's a company. No, she was three's, in a bunch of movies. She's paying rent. No. I think she was on Maud, wasn't she? She was on Maud. Yes, yeah, that's Adrian where. Adrian Barbeau. You're Whatever thinking of Suzanne Summers? No, Adrian. She, she was on one of those lousy sitcoms. She's seventy-seven. She, she was on. Candy's right. She was on Maud. Maud. But that's the known for Grease, Maud, The Fog, Escape from New York, Swamp Thing, Creep Show. And General Hospital. And that's because she was married to John Carpenter. That's why she was in all of his movies, The Fog and Swamp yeah. Thing. And Maud. I bet she's still drop dead, isn't she? Just she, a stone I cold 77 year old fox. No, no I clicked on one of those. Didn't it? It you did a, click? I don't Yeah, there was care. a picture of her and she looked old. <laughs> yeah, she's 70. She was on Carson. 77. Years ago. 77. Oh. I have no, Joe was midstream in one of his most legendary rants, just tirade, rah, rah, rah. And uh, I've got Adrian Barbeau here on this card. So you paid no attention. Yeah, you're goddamn right, Suge. You tell him. Yeah. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> no idea what he was saying. Kenny went sidekick in the can. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Adrian, you ready? Yeah. All right. She roll. is. I'm looking at her right now. <laughs> He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Joe, two things you can bank on the sun coming up and DK Mags throwing, throwing open the doors at 10 a.m. They've been doing that since 99 with a wide selection of all sorts of fantastic, fun firearms, everything from pistols to shotguns and rifles. Then they have ammo, magazines, parts, accessories, gunsmithing, everything a full service gun shop should have. Been serving the entire Twin Cities metro area and beyond. With a pretty cool website, dkmags.com, special orders. Yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, They'd be happy to help you out. Whatever firearm you might be looking for, they can help you find it or help you uh, bring it in store. No problem. DK Mags will also buy your unwanted firearms and related items. And that's anything from a single unit all the way up to entire estates. They do consignment, auction services. It's just a wonderful, wonderful shop run by a great bunch of GLers. Great selection, fair prices. The DK Mags are on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. 
Say, Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and always pushing back. He and the CP did something very GL in response to Earth Day. Okay. Earth they Day. adopted a mile and a half stretch of highway in Inver Grove, three, oh. uh, three miles total down and back. They filled up, uh, how many bags did they fill up? Quite a bit. Three bags of uh, trash. And he said, we didn't do it for fame or fortune. We're walking the walk as GLers. So on this recently observed Earth Day, where were the where were the Earth Day people? Right. Why that's a good Why idea. Why aren't for... they adopting every stretch of public road? Call them out. They do rivers, don't they? I, I see them out doing rivers and streams. He said that uh, my hat is off to the GLers of the world because I can guarantee you that we GLers cut our lawn, shovel our driveways, and pitch in to help keep things looking spick and span. That's more than I can say for these so-called green people who often live by the motto, do as I say, not as I do, pushing electric vehicles that do far more harm to the environment, those evil fossil fuel combustion engines that GLers love and adore. Scott, remember Grove. That's a great point. Where are the, uh, where are the uh, Earth Day people to adopt a Call road? them out, Broski. I have something that's extremely interesting. An emailer alerted it to me. And that is EVs cost more to run than internal combustion engines. Uh, we learned that a consumer research analysis from 2022 showed the average EV owner could save between 1800 and 2600 in operating and maintenance fees alone for every 15,000 miles they drive, which is apparently the average distance newer cars in the U.S. are driven each year. And don't forget about the tax credits and rebates that are available that can help lessen the sticker shock when buying an EV. We are also seeing some automakers such as Tesla slash prices so that their EVs can qualify uh, for the incentives. But while EV drivers don't need to stop at the gas station, they do have to pay for costs associated with charging up, such as electricity, and that isn't cheap. High electricity prices combined with softer gas prices, have made EVs more expensive to fuel than gas-powered cars at the end of 2022, according to a report published in January by the Anderson Economic Group. In quarter four 2022, typical mid-priced internal combustion engine car drivers paid about $11.29 to fuel their vehicles for 100 miles of driving. That cost was around 31 cents cheaper than the amount paid by mid-priced EV drivers charging mostly at home, or over three bucks less than the cost borne by comparable EV drivers charging commercially. Well, what the hell? Here's a look at three ways to save money on cut. That's a cut line. Uh, (laughs) Click here. 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 It goes on to say how to drive, drive <laughs> slowly and carefully and everything. But uh, the prices, uh, and not, and this doesn't even get into the price of creating these things, which relies on fossil fuels to power the electric companies. So you can uh, bend the steel and put the whole 10,000-pound piece of ass together. Uh, <laughs> so there you have it. I'm I, They're not for me. They, they could be for you. They're not for me. I don't want to be, I don't want to drive a government car. I want to live in a world where the car I buy is based on what I need, not on what I'm told will be made available to me. You don't want to imagine. That's central Uh planning. 
I want a big block. Yes, you do. Quad double pumper. Right. Hey, now. You know, Steve Mulholland, who uh, is a loyal GL, and he lives in the belly of the beast in the Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis. <laughs> yes. But yeah. we now know where. We do? Joe, my wife and I live one block west of Bryant Avenue, the street okay. we oh, talked yeah. about yesterday. Yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> my wife and I live one block west of Bryant Avenue on Colfax, and I paid very close attention to the reimagining of this bustling city street. The stretch that was completed last year was under construction a half block from us during the entire spring, summer, and fall of 2022. My biggest concern at the time was how street parking for residents on Bryant would be affected. Kenny was right. There are no alleys on most of the blocks adjacent to Bryant. And with the drastic reduction in parking due to the redesign, I didn't want to see the overflow on our block. But that detail has fallen down the list of concerns in light of the misappropriation of common sense by the Minneapolis Public Works in miscalculating the necessary width of the street. It would seem the brain wizards on the Met Council responsible for the Southwest light rail debacle better watch out. The geniuses in the city of Minneapolis who failed to employ a tape measure on Bryant Avenue are right at their heels in the incompetence Olympics. The the number of homeowners in this area that were opposed to this project outnumbered supporters by 90%. It's only supporters were cycling enthusiasts who ride their bike to work for a living. If you stop by the check, if you stop by and check out this corridor of the future, let me know. I'll have an IPA chilled properly for you, but be sure to check out the intersection of 46th and Bryant a charming little retail node with a hardware store and a coffee house and a few other places. The problem is this intersection is now so choked off by the new bumped out curbs on all four corners. Your MG is about the only vehicle that could make it through. Keep pushing back. Loyal Lee uh, GL listener in the belly of the beast, liberal lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland, man, he's got to be lonely in that neighborhood. Yeah. He's got an army lonely. of one. He's got to be lonely. Bigger question. What's making him stay? Oh, it looks like hips. Well, we've, Joe, we've been it, through it, this, Chris, and I'm, I'm, I'm weary of that argument. You, the, you, you seem to think that people can just get up and move whimsically. Yeah, that's how the real estate market works. And that's not how it works. Okay. No. It's I, a state of mind. Yeah, you, Chris you, is able to do it. Yeah, but yeah. Kenny did it. Yeah, I mean, but as infrequently as possible. All right. You, you move a lot, Chris. It's not worth uh, <laughs> being angry about. It's not worth arguing about. It's just why that, are you? <laughs> but well, I'm not. I just I, I grow weary of you bringing it up all the time. People can't. People people don't move merely because they're suddenly (laughs) angry at an ordinance or a new tax or a road construction project. No, but if a given situation doesn't fit with your lifestyle, that's exactly why. Then a thousand variables come into play. Okay, it's not as simple as call a realtor. Let's get out of here. It's not that simple. First, you have to convince your wife. (laughs) <laughs> Which is an immense project. No, but we're kidding. On it. That might be the case for you. I'm just, I'm just talking in in general. Is I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. If okay, it wasn't for the know, roommate, we would have moved a lot earlier. Okay, and it, it was that night in the alley, Joe, during the riots, where I turned to her and said, "You ready?" 
She said, let's go. Okay. Steve Mulholland might be a great way to answer you. Right. Uh, and he's a frequent emailer. Yeah, he's uh, a loyal GL. And I, if he's listening today, I would like to know why he is a GLer in the liberal wilderness where he is, and if he has ever contemplated moving, and let's see what his answer is. Okay, because I'm just looking at just the five of us, right? We're all pretty different in our own way. John, at what point, lived in the city, decided that it wasn't for him anymore, right? Is that a fair, John? That's very fair, yes, very fair. And he did the same thing. I did it years ago, but I'm just saying, you know, all of us have made a living decision based on whatever. I, I guess I was just speaking more in general terms. Okay. God, I lived in that neighborhood over where Steve lived. That is so tight over there. So tight. And the streets west of him, if he's on Colfax, there's streets west of him that are uh, one way. They're so tight that they're one way. I'm staying because I believe my taxes do good. And I I enjoy the benefits they provide. Do you have my list, Kenny? I have your list. Um, Tell me why I'm staying, Kenny, because this is exactly why I'm staying. You can drink water right out of the tap. The water is fantastic. The storm water is appropriate. Sometimes I drink the storm water. The sewage dealt with. Joe, you have libraries. Your your St. Paul parks are amazing. They're fantastic. Uh, And all the water aerobics at the Great River. Water. I use them frequently. Pickleball, Joe. Pickleball. I, I plan on oh, becoming the, a senior pickleball. <laughs> all the, the trails, the streets, yeah. the bridges, all oh, the oh it's is that just there Reavers? bike Are lanes now? No. Public schools, sure. public safety. Oh my there hasn't God been a made. shooting at the public school near me for at least a month. Okay. <laughs> all That's right. a positive Got outlook. It. All right. Very good. <laughs> You know, the grilling season's here. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah. And that means get to Grunhoffers. That's where they made their mark, selling brats for the grill. And it's a meat emporium that offers far more than those 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brats. How about Town Ball Meatloaf, Rookie Burgers, Steaks, Chops? Johnny, the maintenance guy, stopped me in the hallway and said, those Rookie Burgers are fantastic. Oh, He's been oh, up to the Grund. All the burgers are. It's Grund in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. And a new Grund offers that opened last summer in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of Interstate 35. Remember that all Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota-grown. It's Minnesota farmers putting that meat behind the counter at Grunhofer's. Fantastic. Pork shoulders. Rook, you know I like the pork shoulder. Oh, yeah. Slow cooking, baby. Chops. Oh, well, they, you know, if you slow cook a pork shoulder, doesn't it just fall off? It the... falls. You don't even have to separate. It just it looks at your eyes and it just falls mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Double smoked bacon, yep. thick cut, hams, chickens, turkeys, you name it. It's all available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. I didn't mean to get you mad about Reavers, that. you dumb shit. Well, I was just curious. So there's a thousand reasons I can't move. There's a thousand talk- reasons most people don't move. I wasn't talking about you though. I was just generally curious because Steve is such a frequent contributor. I was just curious. Well, I I'm anxious to get his answer. You okay. should get on your scooter and go over to 46th and Bryant to get through the intersection. It's basically a one. It's a one lane road. One car at a time. 
Yeah, because like he said, these bump outs. My scooter was delivered to me Sunday. I'm back in the fold. Tim brought it in town. He was making other deliveries what? and threw mine in the bus. What's the reason for the bump outs where a, a two lane road with traffic both ways all of a sudden turns into a one lane road at the intersection? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a resort at our house, and there's five grandkids. With, there's six grandkids within, within one mile of the resort. There's your answer. Okay. There's your answer. Copy that. I wonder if Steve is the same situation. <laughs> Kenny, I, uh, look at your phone if you get a chance, Kenny, because you would know it. I, I don't know it. I just didn't want to. <clears throat> six of the 11 are within one mile. Boy, that's way too close. Yeah. So you were pretty pretty correct there. Okay, two miles. I like when my family has to text me. I live. Sure I'm home. I was at thirty third <laughs> in Fremont South, so I was um, right up in Uptown. Yeah. Wait a minute. How many kids are there? Three or four. <laughs> Joe's got eleven kids. total, and seven of them are within one mile. Hmm. Hmm. They get valet parking. They get, you know, they got rooms. You wouldn't have it any other way, you old curmudgeon. Oh, well, I, I would too. Yes, Are you I kidding would. me? If you moved out to the suburbs, you'd oh, the, you'd miss them so much. They'd find their way. Trust me. <laughs> you'd be so bored. You'd be walking around the house with your hands in the pockets, looking out the window, wondering what they're doing today. Well, let's put it this way. I, I don't longer even worry about it. The hell with it. That's where I am. That's where I am. I got to do the best you can. You got to do what you got to do, Bobby. And I do love the pickleball and the water aerobics. Yes. <laughs> Are you really a pickleball guy? I've never played pickleball in my life. I don't, I don't even know, know what, what it is. But he does do water aerobics. It's extremely popular. Yeah. I don't do water aerobics. I do synchronized swimming. That's does, what it is. Uh, I'm not a strong swimmer. Not a strong it, swimmer. Does it involve running? Is there running involved? Yeah. No, it's basically tennis. It's just paddle. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, like ping pong and tennis mixed, right? Kind of. Yes, it is. Well, it no, could it's not. be, but it's, it, it can be outdoors. both. Yeah. A, okay, then. Well, well you maybe in that maybe where you live seconds. in the middle of nowhere, they no, got indoor there, pickleball. There is a huge uh, pickleball <laughs> league that's indoors at the rec center near my house. Oh boy, that's fun! How are you, are you a member? Are you? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> of what? Of what? <laughs> Kenny got something here. Uh, I don't. Know. I know John does. Do know. you care? Do, care. do we have a break, Chris, during the news again? Yes. And will you throw it to rookie? Rookie, I need. Um, hey man, what you need? Minnesota Masonic Charities, please. Minnesota Masonic Charities. It doesn't have a theme song. I just wrote well, one. Well, it should have one. Right. Uh, what's the humming I'm hearing? Um, I don't know. Come, they told me. I'll rump a dump dump. Look at them keeping time. Okay, I am ready. Well, I'm we're not, waiting. I'm not yet. Okay. Wait, uh, I thought I was doing so. You are. Rook's going to do it when John throws it when to him. I throw it to him. When John's halfway through his newscast. Get it right, Reavers. When John's halfway through. You got Harry Belafonte, John? I got Harry. Yep. I got Harry. Is he Jamaican? 
No. You sure? Well, I'm not sure, but you're making me crazy. Look him up. I thought he was American or whatever. Well, look him up. He's an American. Born in New York. Born in Harlem. Really? I thought he was Jamaican. No, because of the song. I guess the banana song, man. That's that's (laughs) kind of sad. Oh my god! You're well, such a cracker. Old racist, he really is. Yeah. Jesus. Are you aiming for Tucker's old time <laughs> slot? I don't think he's racist. I think it's Harlan's razor here. I think he's just dumb. Hang on. He's just dumb. Did I say Harlan? Yeah. Oh, Rook's going yeah. yeah. to save me. Born Harlan's in- razor. That guy dumb. <laughs> Born in Harlem, the son of. Jamaican parents, Harold well, George go. Belafonte Sr., Thank you, who was a Lord. chef, and Melvin, a housekeeper. Oh, Joe, we apologize if you were offended. I was right. offended. Okay. I uh, knew there was a Jamaican influence in his background. His mother was the child of a Scottish Jamaican mother and an Afro-Jamaican father, and his father was the child of a black American mother and a Dutch Jewish father. Of Sephardic Jewish descent. That's, you know what that is? That's diversity. Harry that was raised Catholic. That is diver- He's a Catholic. He raised Catholic a fish with eater. And with his Scottish Jamaican accent, Garage Logics, Matthew Mikulski. Welcome to Jamaica, man. Have a nice day. No Scottish That's, in there. There's no there's Scottish. No Scottish. Yeah, I'm doing the joke. I need Scottish. Remember the Wendy joke? I know. I know. But we need Scottish Jamaican. Whatever when John comes up with this in the new no, he's going to go Scottish He's going to go straight crocodile. <laughs> it's going to be. It's hard to separate those two, you know. Well, that's why you're here. Don't separate them. That's why Scottish you're here. Jamaican. Joe, uh, John, oh, I'll pay a hundred dollars oh, to not do the Belafonte story. No, I, I think. See, Harry's always been, you know, because I'm, I'm a commie, so I've always I'll loved you. Two hundred dollars to not I'd do take it. Two hundred bucks for that. Jeez. No, no. Why, Kenny? It's an important story. So I don't have to listen to you, meatheads. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. John Proturf as well. Okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Oh, those Proturf pros are out dragging hoses right now, throwing down a special mix that will keep your lawn green and luscious all summer long. If you want in on the deal... If you want the best lawn on the block, it's pretty simple, professionalturf.com. If you're obsessive about it, you want the best, you've got to go with the best. That's ProTurf. They've been on the case since 82, doing it, rolling old school, doing it the old way, coming out for those in-person visits when you call them for an estimate, a no-cost estimate, of course. They don't do it over the phone. Oh, heck no. Uh, They come right out. They talk to you. They work with you. They will create, along with you, a service program that will absolutely blow your mind. You'll have your very own fertilizer and weed control plan. Of course, it's environmentally safe, but it is also guaranteed for superior results. A healthy lawn, no crabgrass, no dandelions, no broadleafs. It's all yours. Just click on professionalturf.com. Mr. Height? Yes. You're up. Thank, thank you. This news is brought to you by professionalturf.com. 3M announcing it's reducing the size of the company by cutting 6,000 jobs worldwide in addition to the 2,500 manufacturing jobs that were cut in January. 3M officials say the goal of the restructuring is to make the company stronger, leaner, and more focused. According to the report, 3M projects annual pre-tax savings of $700 to $900 million after the job cuts are complete. The report shows that sales for GM fell about 9% to $8 billion. The company returned $856 million to shareholders. 
The report notes that 3M is taking restructuring actions, including reducing layers of management, simplifying the company's supply chain, and reducing the size of the corporate center of the company. Never met an unhappy 3M retiree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they never met an unhappy happy. one. Governor Tim Walls will be moving into the home of the University of Minnesota's president in St. Paul this summer. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) The U of M Board of Regents approving a lease agreement yesterday that will allow the governor and his family to temporarily live in East Cliff after President Joan Gable leaves in June. Minnesota governor's residence undergoing renovations, and it required the governor to relocate through September uh, 2024. It'll cost $4,400 a month in rent, now, you might remember the state had planned to lease a home on Sunfish Lake that would have cost considerably more, more than $17,000 a month. So that okay, who got to him, John? Somebody got to him said, hey, moron, you can't get away with this Sunfish good, Lake thing. Yeah, pretty good pushback everywhere, really. Yeah. That I Doesn't saw. this just define your point of the unholy alliance between government and education? Oh, God, yes. But at least we owned East Cliff. The state owns it. Speaking of the U of M, University of Minnesota President Joan Gable told the U of M Board of Regents she would leave for her new job as chancellor at the U of Pittsburgh on June 30th. Uh, Now, the reason probably for that, that date we find out, has certain financial obligations owed to Gable if she honors her commitment to stay through the end of June. God, is this woman running a scam. Under the terms of her contract, if she's still on the job through June 30th, she gets... $160,000 $160,000 toward a supplemental retirement account. Wow. She, she could get another 100000 if she is given a performance bonus by the chair of the board of the region. So, God, the third rail is a miracle of scams. That is a possible total of two hundred and sixty grand as she leaves the University of Minnesota. Board of Regents member Darren Roshka asked Regents to approve the hiring of an independent attorney to determine if the university could somehow renegotiate the end of that contract. The motion failed on a 9-3 to vote. When Gable announced she was leaving the U of M in early April, she gave Regents a 90-day notice. The Board of Regents said it hopes to name an interim president in the coming weeks, and that person would take over their duties July 1. The board does not expect the interim president to become the full-time leader at the university. John, I got a job for you when you're done with the news. Sure. The East Cliff was donated to the university in 1958 by the Brooks family. His first name is escaping me. I want you to find it, please. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. What, what what was the source of that Brooks fortune, I wonder? Okay. I don't know anything about the guy. All right. I'll check. Thank you. A teenager accused of intentionally running over and killing a pedestrian last week in St. Cloud is now facing murder charges. Authorities say 70-year-old Norbert John Olmscheid was walking on the sidewalk Friday near the 1700 block of 6th Avenue North when the teen suspect allegedly drove onto the path in a stolen vehicle and hit him from behind. On purpose. On purpose. According to a criminal complaint filed Monday, the alleged driver, 16-year-old Israel Madimba, will stand trial as an adult on charges of first-degree premeditated murder and second-degree intentional murder. Faces life in prison without parole if convicted. Prosecutors say Madimba admitted to stealing the vehicle from the St. Cloud YMCA after finding the key in a locker. In a post-arrest statement, he said he saw Olmscheid walking on the sidewalk and, quote, 
decided to run him over. Jesus. The complaint well, you was, know what Mary Morality would say. His brain's his, not developed. His brain's just not, not developed. developed yeah. Yeah. The complaint goes on to say. You right in this case because that is some demented thinking, man. The complaint says Medimba trailed the victim slowly at first on oh. the path and then accelerated the vehicle, told investigators he was listening to a song about murder at the time. Madimba made his first court appearance on Monday. During that hearing, a judge set his bail at $1 million with conditions or $2 million without conditions. He has a hearing on May 8th. So it was just a, a random. Random. Yeah. Just a This is as insane as the guy that tossed the kid off the balcony at, at the Mall of America. Yeah. No, you're right. Wow. Star Tribune reporting Minnesota-based Polaris has started to ship the Ranger XP Kinetic, the company's new lithium-ion-powered rechargeable side-by-side. -side. That's the first product from the 10-year partnership between Polaris and Zero Motorcycles. The Ranger XP Kinetic sold out within two hours when the initial run was offered in December of 2021. The vehicles are being assembled in Polaris's Huntsville, Alabama plant. They started shipping to customers this week. Deliveries will run through early summer. The Ranger XP Kinetic Premium and the Ranger XP Kinetic Ultimate are priced at $25,000 to $30,000. The initial cost is high, the company says, but they say the benefits of the utility vehicles are expected to make up the difference. Josh Hermes is vice president in charge of off-road electric vehicles. He says the Ranger XP Kinetic gives you the power to do more. The electric powertrain really unlocks more capability, more durability, more performance for the utility customer to get more done at the end of the day. What's the, the runtime, do they say? That I do not have. No. Mm, okay. Uh, the company is off to a fast start for this fiscal year. For the quarter ended March 31st, the company earned $113.4 million. Uh, that's up 62 and 71% respectively from the first quarters of the past. So the uh, Ranger's a, a utility vehicle. And if I was doing the ad campaign, I'd go, imagine sneaking through the woods on your side-by-side <laughs> -side without making any sounds yeah, whatsoever. I was, I was that's what's appealing that. to me. Oh, that's see, what I, was, I would love. See, I was thinking of that. If I'm out in the woods, I want to know if something's coming. I want to yeah. hear it. No, you dumb sh um, No, no. I, I, uh, talking about hunting. I disagree. Yeah. Well, you know, I disagree. Wanna, you I like disagree. to get close. It's fun to see the wildlife in the best way. You Joe, know, sneak up on them. When was the last time you were out in the woods? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a woods. I've, yeah, on the back got, nine, there's like three. He was three, to see what the bears are doing. There's three trees that stand together I've on the back in, nine. I've been in the forest. Where's my ball? If I'm oh. out in the woods, I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell is the last time you were in the woods? <laughs> you can get them. Okay. Yeah, they got woods around. One yeah. State University president, Scott Olson, is one of two finalists to be the next chancellor of the Minnesota State College and University System. Olson and Tanya Johnson, the University of Alabama System Senior Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs, will interview with select system leaders this week. After that, back-to-back -back public forums with the candidates will be held Wednesday at the system office in St. Paul, with Johnson going first. The Board of Trustees expected to name a next chancellor on May 9th. Devinder Malhotra, the former provost of St. Cloud State, came out of retirement in 2017 to become interim chancellor. He stayed on without the interim tag a year later after a second failed search, but is retiring again this summer. System made up of 26 state colleges, seven universities, including Winona State. The latest search yielded 30 applicants, nine of whom were chosen for interviews last month. Did I actually say when I'm out in the woods? Yes, you, you did. Yeah. See, here's the problem. 
Okay. I don't like ticks. I'm terrified of ticks. No ambition. Well, that and they got bad diseases. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very careful when I'm out in the woods. We should get you a flea collar then. You are such a Sally. (laughs) God. That's, uh, you won't get any emails about not liking ticks, Joe. I think we're all with you on that one. Good. It would be fun to have him up here to put a GPS tracker on him. Bring him out, you know, bring him out there Spin and him around. go go back to the shop and just watch. See where old Joe ends up. Guarantee it's at the bottom of a lake. There's somehow he's, he's going to end up in the lake. Oh, oh, you God. guys are really, really selling me short. I'm a, I am was a Boy Scout. I know all about the forest. Grew up on a lake. I got woods in me. You got a compass? Still got, got a compass? I have a variety of compasses. Okay. I All like right. a good compass. I got a good one. I got well, a good one. On that note, why don't we uh, come back with more news after we hear from our buddy, the Rookster. I'll tell you what. Uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities, they are top drawer top drawer. And, you know, I've been telling you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and all the stuff that they have available to you. And it's been just a great campaign. And lately, I've been telling you about the wonderful things they're doing with scholarships. Now, what I want you to do is listen to me, because several weeks ago, I told you about the Minnesota Masonic Charity Scholarship Program, one of the largest private scholarships granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people of Minnesota, and they're doing it right. They're making everybody benefit. This year, they launched that brand-new scholarship program. Unlike anything I've seen, they call it the Selfless Scholar. The program works uh, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their own achievements. Get this. The scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves and recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. So after receiving a hundred bunch of stories that they have, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, I'll be sharing some of those stories with you, GL listeners. The other cool thing about the scholarship is the 15 $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee. Pretty good idea. Thereby awarding the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Looking forward to telling you some of those stories. MNMasonicCharities.org. Find out more at their website and let them know you heard it in the Garage Logic podcast. When I'm in the woods, you guys, when I'm out in the woods. if you want to take this show to the next level, I have just had the most brilliant brainstorm. Okay. It's Matthew and Suchere naked and afraid. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's get her done. And it doesn't even have to be a remote location. Hell, we'll bring them down to Minnehaha Falls Park. And they don't have to be naked. We'll put adult diapers on them and just turn them loose. See if they can find the car. Oh, my God. It would be be so good. See which one of them ends up going over the falls. Right. Right. (laughs) Hey, I found a little stream over here. You know, I I was uh, subject to both. Rookie and Royce shirtless years ago, so I'm I'm going to take a hard pass on. Well, you've seen oh, it already. You've can you it. imagine the clicks and downloads? Oh my word! Well, you Royce did be... kick in the studio door and said, "Hey, Ruck, let's break the internet today." You, you'd be internet stars, <laughs> no. you two. You'd Here, be huge. I, and I can see when Joe was where the hell did Rook go? And the camera pans off of Joe into me about I don't know 150 yards away, and I'm crouching. I'm, I'm dropping a deuce thinking I'm, I've nobody Jesus. can see me. And... 
Oh, yeah, I, would, no, I would watch that. You have no means of editing. Do no, none. Yeah, I don't think I would have. Uh, well, oh, yeah, you'd watch that. You we're going to cut that part you out. You wouldn't be I able think. to tune that out. No way. Yeah, we're not going to see anybody doing their necessaries. <laughs> doing their necessaries. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Let's go here. I'm editing, sir. Boy, they that's a bad picture of Kim Potter in the paper. Yeah. They must not have a lot of hairdo facilities at the prison, huh? I don't <laughs> think you I don't think you get to go get your hair done. They don't have so a can't, they don't can't have can't a go petition. get your nails did. Right. <laughs> Where's Lisa? She's at the salon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we try to get her as a guest? There's Hell a, yes. Yeah, but I'd that'd be great. But wouldn't uh, wouldn't that be part of her conditions that she's probably not allowed to uh, I, she's allowed to speak. There's no way she would. She right. knows better. Uh, if she'd go on with somebody, it'd be us, I bet. Probably. But she doesn't need to be bothered right now, I would imagine. She just wants it to be quiet. Yep. Right. So uh, we're over there now in Wisconsin. You're up on uh, Maine. <laughs> yeah, Maine <laughs> Lake. How big is that lake here on a You're up on Maine Lake, right? Uh, you ready, Ken? Are you ready, um, Ken? Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. LinkedIn, Hubbard Broadcasting. Here's a guy who's naked oh. and afraid. Oh, yeah. This is- <laughs> yeah. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. I wanna, Joe Suchere. I want to talk about something that... Oh, I haven't been told not to talk about it. I've just been told, nah, focus on the, uh, this, by the way, Tri-State Bobcat Toro, focus on the 54-inch Time Cutter Zero Turn with uh, the MyRide suspension for $42.99 and the current model year 50-inch Time Cutter $37.99. So I was out at Tri-State yesterday in uh, Hudson, and I did try out the Time Cutter Zero Turns. They're fantastic, but what I don't necessarily need to talk about, but I just got to get it off my chest. They had, uh, they brought out a grandstand. That's one of these zero turn ride on um, mowers that you stand on. And it's battery powered, Such. It's got no motors, it's got no belts, and you can wheelie for 200 yards straight with this thing. This thing goes, you know what? I'm going to lay down a bet. You buy one of these things, I promise that you cannot mow your lawn as fast as this thing goes. It's an absolutely amazing piece of machinery. I was, Joe, I was blown away. And what I'm if on, I want to take my time mowing the lawn. Well, you can also go at a humane, uh, humane speed, but it's quiet and it's efficient and it's powerful. And my God, is it fast, but the thing needs, you need a wheelie bar on it. It's absolutely amazing. And that just shows you where tech, uh, where Toro is with technology. They're one of the leaders in the battery powered um, revolution that we're experiencing here. But uh, back to what I should be talking about, these zero turn mowers uh, the, with the MyRide suspension, they're themselves absolutely fantastic. $42.99 gets you into a 54-incher. You can find uh, three locations here in the Twin Cities for Tri-State, Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville. And if you're anywhere down south around O-Town, Mankey's equipment in Owatonna, now part of the Tri-State Bobcat. 
quit giving me that look, Such. You can no, find them on the web. You can find them on the web at tristatebobcat.com. President Biden this morning made it official, formally announced he is running for re-election in 2024, asking voters to give him more time to, quote, finish the job. What job? Stand the run of America's oldest president for another four years. Find his way out of the Rose Garden. (laughs) If he were re-elected, Biden would be 86 when the next term is over. The prospect of seeking re-election has been a given for most modern presidents. That's not always been the case for Biden. A notable swath of Democratic voters have indicated they'd prefer he not run, in part because of his age. Concerns Biden says are totally legitimate, but ones he did not address at all in the launch video. A savior is needed, and it ain't Trump, and it ain't Biden. We need a savior. Question for you, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Would you like cut number one or cut number two from your president? I'll try one. Here we go. This is President Biden talking about the supply chain. Two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain, people look at, I mean, really bright people. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. Huh? How about number two? <laughs> There's cut number two yeah. from your president. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. No, they're not. And he was actually asked about gas prices in OPEC there. (laughs) 86, you say, huh? Never play him again. It's the president. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, front-runner to run against him has received a powerful endorsement when Senator Steve Daines, the chair of the Senate Republicans' campaign arm, said he would back Donald Trump's 2024 oh. presidential bid. Daines made his endorsement during an, during an interview on Donald Trump Jr.'s podcast. Senator told Trump's son that the, quote, best four years he had in the Senate were those he served during the Trump administration. Because he's the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, Danes has a powerful sway over Senate Republicans, making his endorsement a key victory for the former president's efforts to return to the White House. Danes is, so far, the only member of the Senate GOP leadership who has endorsed Donald Trump. Can you imagine uh, Trump on a four-year retribution oh, tour? God, it would be. Yeah, That's where it would be, a four-year retribution tour. <laughs> The death of a giant in the entertainment and activist world this morning, Harry Belafonte has died. Jamaican. I think he was Jamaican. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> well, he had Jamaican roots. He, he was 96 years about old. Bananas. Well, he didn't have only had one. Oh. Belafonte died Tuesday of congestive heart failure in his New York home. With his handsome face and silky, husky voice, Belafonte was one of the first black performers to gain a wide following on film and to sell a million records as a singer. Many still know him, like Joe, for his signature hit, Banana Boat Song. Uh, I remember seeing him on TV all the time when I was a kid. He forced it. had a big influence on you. You had a lot of things in common with him. He he wrote a song about bananas. You were in a band That's called right. The Bananas. That's right. He I, had, uh, I don't he was think born he in Harlem, it, and he had a parents that were both Jamaican I born. knew there was a Jamaican influence. His mom was a child of a Scottish Jamaican. And his dad was an Afro-Jamaican. Uh, Harry had talent and skill. You had none. I uh, wonder what a Jamaican <laughs> Scotsman would sound like. A Jamaican? Scotsman. A Jamaican Scotsman. Not, not just a Scotsman. 
Okay, go with Scotsman. Oh, <clears throat> welcome. <laughs> he's, oh my God. Hey, he's county, but a bit of a crabbit. He's what? county, but a bit of a crabbit. Uh, canny? Well, canny is careful or sometimes clever. Yeah. But he's a, he's a, he's a bad Australian. tempered or grumpy. It sounded Australian. Yeah. The room was very Back bright. To, uh, when I went into the room, it was very bright. When I left, it was dark. John, to, uh, it's your duty to do the news. Back Swing to Harry here. Back to Harry. For we should have gave him more time. No, <laughs> the problem was he had time. That was the problem. See, now, this is why I offered uh, John $200 to not do the Belafonte story. I can't put this good book down. Belafonte. You we're getting closer. Maybe Bel by the end of the show, with mates. Belafonte forged a me. Kind of sound like the Irish pimp. It did, it did exactly. Same island. Very Same Irish. Island. Yeah. Same island. It's hard out there for an Irish it pimp. It really is. Yeah. After put gas in the caddy. Oh, where's my caddy? He did uh, forge a greater legacy once he scaled back his performing career and lived out uh, what his hero Paul Robeson's decree was that artists are gatekeepers of truth. His friend, civil rights leader Andrew Young, would note that Belafonte was the rare person to grow more radical with age. He was ever engaged and unyielding, willing to take on Southern segregationists, Northern liberals, the billionaire Cook brothers, and the country's first black president, Barack Obama, who Belafonte would remember asking him to cut him some slack. Belafonte responded, what makes you think that's not what I've already been doing? Ooh. He won a lot of awards. He won a Tony Award in 1954 for his starring role in John Murray Anderson's Almanac. Five years later, became the first black performer to win an Emmy for the TV special Tonight with Harry Belafonte. In 1954, he co-starred with Dorothy Dandridge in the Otto Preminger-directed musical Carmen Jones. The 1957 movie Island of the Sun was banned in southern cities where theater owners were threatened by KKK members because of the film's interracial romance between Belafonte and Joan Fontaine. His Calypso, released in 1955, became the first officially certified million-selling album by a solo performer and started a, a national infatuation with Caribbean rhythms. Admirers of Belafonte included a young Bob Dylan, who debuted on record in the early 1960s by playing harmonica on Belafonte's version of The Midnight Special. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Dylan was on a Belafonte recording. Yes, before he was ever famous yeah. or, or known to anybody. So. Hmm. U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has grounded the SpaceX Starship launch program after last week's launch explosion pending a standard investigation. The Starship launch, which was carried out last Thursday from SpaceX's spaceport facility in Boca Chica, Texas, saw the unmanned Starship explode in mid-flight right after clearing the launch pad. Last week's liftoff destroyed the launch pad and resulted in debris and particulate matter being spread across a large area. Following Thursday's incident, the FAA grounded the Starship Super Heavy Launch Program pending the results of the investigation. According to a news source, NBC News local residents and researchers are now assessing the impact of the fallout on both local communities. Witnesses say they saw large concrete blocks from the launch pad fly out into the ocean shortly after the liftoff. There's a great euphemism that was used for that. Something yes. like this abrupt structural displacement or uh, there's a hell of a euphemism. Is, yeah. When it first I can't think of it right now. Yeah, I can't think of it. Counterclockwise right expansion. Something like that. Back to Belafonte and Dylan. <laughs> Please. Do you think their paths ever crossed again? Oh, well, yeah. And there's Belafonte like, hey, remember I made you a big star playing <laughs> yeah. the harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> they were both huge civil rights uh, 
okay. activists, shall we say, in the gotcha. 60s. So I'm sure they were in, uh, crossing paths continuously. Right. I'm happy to know that then. There's a lot to unpack in this story. A pensioner, retiree, that would be, this is obviously That's a story right. from Great Britain. Right. Scotland. <laughs> exactly. Was killed in a freak accident when he was hit by a flying cow that was launched 100 feet into the air by a train. Wow. What? 82-year-old wow. Shivdayal Sharma was reportedly going to the bathroom next to a train track in the region oh, of Malwar, wow. India, <laughs> where the incident occurred April 19th. Naked and afraid, India version. Wouldn't be a bad way to go. Well, there's other it, ways. Uh, it is are, aren't they reli they're religious icons there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, are. right. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's honorable then. It's believed the animal was hit by the Vande Bharat Express train, went airborne, and landed on Mr. Sharma. Joe, please describe the so, uh, so express train, the cartoon bubble of well, the Indian Express train. Cow wait, catcher. Wait, 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 you guys. He's mid push. Midstream. No, he's he's yeah, stream. Is, he, that's oh. what he was doing. Yeah. And there's a train bearing down on him. Does he wave? No, he wasn't on <laughs> the wave track. No, he, he was, was next to the woods. He was near, near, it. He was near it. He's over in the woods. John said next to the tracks. Next to the tracks. Well, that doesn't well, mean he was close, on the track. close to the tracks. I'm track. just seeing Let's a guy running and peeing at the same time. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Where'd that cow come from? And then the cow got him. Uh, strangely enough, Sharma had worked as an electrician at Indian Railways before Don't he retired. The yeah. 23 years ago. According to the outlet, part of the cow's body landed on the man, killing him instantly. Railway Minister Ashwini Vaishnav has announced that measures including garbage and vegetation removal had begun to keep cows away, as well as frequent whistling at locations prone for cattle animal runover. Apparently, the cows getting hit by trains is fairly common there. His death prompted officials to call for improved regulation on the train route. Meanwhile, the Western Railway has started to erect metal fencing on the trunk route in a bid to prevent animals on the track. Spokesperson for the organization said in all eight contracts have been awarded. The fencing work will progress in full swing. Well, it's a shame for that guy. That's yeah, that's too bad. John, I have something in keeping with the news. Yes. Yes. Right. Kenny's claim that marijuana edibles and gummies are how most people consume weed is incorrect. <laughs> a recent study in Michigan shows that approximately 54% of sales is flour and 17% are gummies and edibles. The remaining 29% are a mix of vapes and concentrates that are also smoked with smaller percentages for tropical creams and tinctures, which are drops you place in your mouth. Tincture, mm, yeah. not important, but I enjoy correcting Kenny, which I could do often, but don't. Pete Sanborn. Wow. Pete. Yeah. They tabled that last night. <laughs> Never... Uh, they never, they never got to the vote last night in the legislature. No, they're going to do it today. While Kenny froze in mid, uh, that was weird. I'm not, uh, I'm not so sure it's the right thing to do. Get off my lawn with your legal Mary Jane. The only thing that would have made that email better, Joe, is if the first word of it had been actually, mm -hmm. actually. <laughs> See, I do yeah. have the uh, the Brooke family thing, if you'd like to do that I now, would or would you like to, know, to wait? I would like to reiterate that the East Cliff, the home lived mm -hmm. in by the University of Minnesota president, which Walls will now live in, because somebody got to him and said, you look like a real fool paying seventeen grand a month of the taxpayer money to live out in Sunfish Lake, so they're going to hustle him down to East Cliff 
uh, for that was four grand a month. That was, uh, are they yeah, going to charge you? Already, you? you already own that house, true, so right. it's the state paying the true, state, true, which is which another they probably problem. Will do. Yeah. Right. So that house was donated to the U of M in 1958 by a family named Brooks. What was the guy's first name, John? Edward. Edward. Edward Brooks. What was the source of the Edward Brooks fortune? He was uh, his his grandfather actually moved here in 1856. Eventually, Edward would be the son of Dwight, who was Sheldon's son, and he oversaw all operations from the Brooks Scanlon Scanlon operation of a logging company. Hmm, Remained. Yeah. Remained here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was involved his entire life working for the affiliated companies. Edward married Markel Conley, a union which produced four children. And, uh, well, there you go. They ran a, a logging. Wow. Today, it is the most visited public residence in the state, outpacing really? the governor's residence, often hosting events five days a week. 6,800 people were recording, attended 159 events in 05. Hmm. I don't know if that's changed. Well, that money-grabbing scam artist, uh, Joan Gable, she's not going to live there because I guess no. she'll have to, but she'll stay here to get the dough, so she'll probably live in a Green Line apartment building. Or put her up at a Best Western. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing a sitcom here, yeah. those two living in the same building. Yeah, <laughs> Three's company. That'd be fun. That's what that Adrian Barbeau was in. Right? No, oh, she wasn't. Mod. I did get, Kenny, I did get sidetracked with her on Johnny Carson and... Uh, Battle of the Network Stars. I think that was oh, a yeah. conversation we had oh. that we're now referring to. Well, she did self-admit that <laughs> it didn't matter if I won or I lost the race. It was watching me run that people enjoyed. <laughs> I guess I'm a bit unfamiliar with this. I haven't spent my life looking up Adrian Barbeau clips. Well, well, yeah, I did for the last 45 minutes. You've uh, lived an empty, lonely life. Though. <laughs> well, we'll return with some important UFO possibilities. Joe, I think you're thinking of Joyce DeWitt on three. Yes, you Maybe are. That's it. Yeah. Not even in the same room. Joyce DeWitt was a looker. Yeah, I think they, most of them were on uh, Three's Company. Except Mr. Furley. Mrs. Furley, you know. Yikes. Mr. Furley's out of town. <laughs> that no. was one. Mr. Furley was single. That was Don Knotts. Oh. You're thinking of oh, Roper. You guys Roper. No yeah. way too much about this show. I'm sorry. That was one of the first shows I ever watched. I didn't like because I thought, "Hey, I'm smart enough to write this." <laughs> yeah, it's just set up, set up. You know, oh yeah, punch. it's just set yeah. up, set up, punch. Yeah, yeah, over and over. Oh, Norman Fell played Stanley Roper. He was good. Yeah. I don't know about that show because I never really watched it, but uh, he was great in other stuff. Well, then you don't know what you're talking about. You're That's right. Me trusted. and Tucker Carlson. You're not to be trusted. You never watched it. <laughs> I watched it a couple times. That was enough. That's enough. There was an all in the family marathon over the weekend. Oh, I'm glad you, I missed it. Did you I'm, watch it, Meathead? I'm good for about five minutes, and then the yelling just gets to me. There's just too much yelling. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it holding up fairly well. Who was the, the, the writing? Was Rob Reiner's wife, Sally Struthers. Didn't she start the show weighing about 100 pounds, and by the time it was over, she weighed about six bills? What was the movie she was in with uh, Steve McQueen and Allie McGraw? where they were the the bank robbers 
I don't know. Um, I'm Steve looking as fast as I can. Um, Look up Sally Struthers. How old was she? Uh, Slim Pickens was the, in the end of it. Um, they're on the run. That was Love Story. No. <laughs> well, it was Allie, wasn't it? Who am I looking up? Ryan O'Neill was in Love Story. Uh, she's 75, whoever just asked. 75, I asked. That was Allie McGraw. Are, yeah. are you looking up the movie, John? The, the Getaway. Yeah, McQueen. that's it. Sally Struthers cuckolds her husband oh, boy. in that movie. And uh, it's just, oh, it's very upsetting. Reavers, how many ads are left? Uh, Kenny has one. Let's Sally go. is 75. Yeah, John told me that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Remember she ate she herself was, out of the business. Yeah, you can try to be a little nice. Um, ah. I think what killed her was the crybaby commercials she was on. Oh, yeah. The kids were hungry, or there was dust, or their houses were unkempt. I don't I'm, I'm looking at her filmography. She was still working last year, so yeah, she's been. It's not working. like she disappeared. Yeah, she wouldn't disappear. But you wouldn't, lose her. Yeah. you wouldn't lose her in a parking lot. There's just no reason for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. No, there's not. Who cares? We don't make fun of your hair, Joe. Oh wait, we do. <laughs> Yeah, she's put on a little weight. Did she get heavy on the show, though, Joe? You said she got heavy on no, the show. No, she I didn't. I don't know. I'm just being silly. Oh. <laughs> I got the freaking song from all the family going through my head. You know, the other reason to watch the Rockford Files, besides the cars, hmm. is you can see how dramatically... LA's air has been cleaned. Yeah. Since the 70s. Climate change? No, just, you know. See, you you pay attention to stuff like that. When I'm watching Rockford, I'm thinking All I want I hope he gets through that file thing, you know, in the no. dark before the uh he gets caught and he, he gets out of there. The, the the plots are all predictable. I'm nervous about him getting out of it. The great thing about watching it now is the pause and replay. So when you see that 65 Impala on the side of the street, whoop, 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 back up. Let's have a look at that. I've seen Jags, MGs, yep. Triumphs, Porsches. Yep. Beth, the lawyer, had a Porsche 914 and a Mercedes uh, 450 SL. Huh. Beth Davenport. Then she I had contract uh, problems that left the show. I can't watch old movies and shows without thinking about stuff, you know, weird stuff like that. Gretchen Corbett was Beth Davenport. Gretchen, Gretchen Corbett. Corbett. Yeah. I don't remember her. Now I got to look up her. Gretchen in Garden Store. Oh, she looks pretty familiar. <laughs> well, she was she was Beth, the lawyer. On Rockford? Yeah. Oh. She was Rockford's lawyer. <laughs> wow. He just bites on every <laughs> every, every single of him, time, <laughs> every single time. Oh, uh, Get TV is that local? I wonder. It's called Get TV. Get, no, it's, it's I think it's a package. Yeah, it's a package they buy and they shove it on one of their. Well, other they channels. must not have much of a license with Rockford because I think they're replaying just the first three seasons over and over again. So I don't have to watch anymore because I've seen them all. Isn't I've it, seen them. It's I've on seen seen them. I've seen them. I think them. it's on Amazon, isn't it? You know what Joel's Joe's uh, outrage was just like? Hey, I got a question. 
How come oldies stations are always playing the same song? How about some new oldies, geniuses? Yeah, I can understand that. How about some new oldies? <laughs> all right, let's get going here. Oh, yeah. God. I love that song, bite. Uh All right. Ken, you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. You can help your engine run better, last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment. It cleans harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. Safe and easy to use in all kinds of cars, trucks, machinery. Just pour it in your fuel tank and let it work. But Seafoam also works great in oil. Heavy oil residue and deposits form naturally over time. They can restrict oil flow. And what Seafoam does, it reliquifies these residues and deposits so they can be drained away the next time it's time to change your oil. It's fantastic. Pick up a can anywhere automotive products are sold, auto parts stores, retailers, hardware, farm, all over this great big world. A local company, a global reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Uh, We have a UFO investigator speaking out about strange things happening in Texas after several cattle were found dead with their tongues removed. Oh, uh, oh, but there was no blood damn. left behind and the tongues were removed surgically. There was no, uh, mm. they didn't make a mess. And you got somebody named Tim Doyle, a lead investigator on the TV series UFO Seekers, said he wasn't surprised to hear six cattle were found mutilated because cattle mutilations have been going on since the 70s. Um, you finish and then I'll debunk it. Go ahead. There was a case of Gabe Valdez, a police officer in 1976, who found a, uh, uh, a triangular shaped craft landing near the site of cattle mutilations. And, uh, you currently have the uh, law enforcement in Texas wondering about it. Uh, you, Kenny's going to come back with, oh, it's just a religious cult or kids, uh, but uh, that doesn't explain why these things were so a circular. What? Ooh. The Madison County Sheriff's Office released a statement last week saying on two of the five cows, a circular cut was made, removing the anus and the external whoa. genitalia. Whoa, 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 the term whoa. is vent. You use that's vent. You don't have to say that. That's an ugly word. Use vent. The circular cut was made with the same precision as the cuts noted around the jaw lines of each cow. The sheriff's office shared that there were no signs of a struggle and that the grass around one of the cows found at a ranch was undisturbed. No footprints, no tire tracks noted in the area. In addition, the other five animals were found with no signs of struggle or disturbance in the grass. No blood, no noticeable tracks, no predators or birds would scavenge the remains for uh, several weeks after death. Investigators say the causes of death remain unknown and that other similar incidences have been reported across the country. Debunk that, big boy. Of course, I don't know, but one of the debunk theories uh, regarding the mutilations that went on in the 70s is that they were near areas where they were doing underground nuclear testing. And the government was uh, interested in what effects that was having on humans and animals in the area. And that they would sneak into these areas, cut out the thyroid glands, 
and then mutilate the rest of the uh, cattle and then fly around with these body parts, depositing them everywhere to make it look like it was something other than an investigation. But then the common question for that is, why wouldn't the government do the smart thing, buy a ranch, buy a few head of cattle, and just do this secretly and privately? But that's just one of the theories that have been floated. Well, that theory doesn't explain this. Right, and it doesn't, unless there's some sort of nearby testing going on, you know, what's in the area, and look know. at that. I don't know, but that's that's pretty bad to have the old uh, swimsuit area removed and the tongue. Yeah, uh, it's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, the, the two together. Hmm. Without a tongue. What have those things been doing? <laughs> Dang near killed them. Oh, certainly wrecked them. Holy God. Him. The vent. We call it the vent. Well, you call it whatever you want, farm boy. It's when it you says came out a deer. It says anus. That's your rear end. And the they vent. went after that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't have anus. to. Please don't use that word. <laughs> That's an icky word. Icky. So is the word icky. Is icky. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hey. God. On the, only because they I come can't to, wait for the mansplaining emails oh, that are yeah. going to roll in oh, overnight. Yeah. They're typing as we You speak. tell that, that <laughs> F word. P.S. Tell him to watch Tucker. Actually, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's safe to bring these stories up when I'm in the mood because this is the year when right. uh, the Pentagon has acknowledged the existence of something they can't explain. Either that or they're lying uh, to yeah, us. Yeah, they're just covering up the latest technology they developed. Oh, only because they come to us all the way from Marworth Park <laughs> in Mom. Um, Puma Longa, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day. April this 25th. Day, what is this day? Ice went out on Minnetonka in 1888. Wait, huh. I'm just giving you that. I was say, did you do it at the beginning? It was on this day in 1892 <laughs> that Maud Hart Lovelace was born in Mankato. She is remembered as the author of the Betsy Casey books, a series of stories for young readers Set in the earliest, set in early 20th century Mankato. Hmm. In 1979, the Mankato Friends of the Library Association established the Maud Hart Lovelace Book Award for children's books. Aye, it is your duty. And on this day, practicing in 1924, <laughs> April 25th. A race to break the world record for the longest distance traveled in a hot air balloon ended in Rochester as the winner, W.T. Van Orman, landed the Goodyear 3 just under the world distance record of 1,179.9 miles. Wow. The race had begun in San Antonio, Texas, and the three top finishers would soon represent the United States at the international competition in Brussels, Belgium. That's quite a trek. Uh, yeah. I have a question. All right. How yeah. fast do they travel? Wouldn't 1,200 miles take a while? No, it's slow. They go slow. Are you working on your Scottish right now? Aye. <laughs> I don't know, John. Uh, you're uh, at the whim I of do. your... your I do know, John. <laughs> You're at the whim of the air, I would imagine, in the wind. That's a good point. 
Well, 1,179 miles in a balloon is pretty good. Oh, what a model, chap. Generally, they travel according to this 8 to 10 miles an hour. I was just going to say, yeah. Who's the gomer with the beard? So that took a long time, didn't it, John? That would be a long trip. How long would that be, Joe, for 1,200 miles? Uh, you have to do the math. And I'm not allowed to. 120 hours. 120 uh, Well, that's hours, not that Jim. long, then. Well, 120 it's, hours. It's a few days, or five, six days. More like a fortnight. Four is 12. Uh -oh. Three days. No More math. like a fortnight is what I'm seeing. Pardon? I'm seeing fortnight. Who are you? I don't know, Lassie. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead. Can and I, can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> Now you have to do the clothes in the accent, smart guy. Sure, you should be checking out PodMN on your smartphone. If you check it out on your smartphone, you'll be seeing all sorts of podcasts now we're back available to, to him. We're back to the Irish, oh, Irish, Irish camp, same yeah. island. I'm trying to think of my conversation with Sean Connery. Good job, old chap. That's I'll the take... only word spoken that he said to me in his life when I was an altar boy serving some wedding. And yeah. Sean Connery was there? Yeah, it was the Spare Univac family. What did he say? Good job, old chap. Oh. I was, it must have done a really good job serving the wedding. I, was, I don't know. But that was legit. Uh, what else is legit? Garage Logic YouTube channel. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Subscribe. It's very popular. Town Council, if you're not already, get on it. GarageLogic.com. Ciao. Ciao. John, don't forget to send me new stories. Please. Oh, thank you. I forgot to remind you before the uh, the room yeah, was very bright. I should remember. A diphthong, a two-element vowel sound in English. A becomes pure, becomes a single like Fonzie. Hey, so I play. Take play. Play. Take. Liquid U. Duke. Um, you can go really far with it and you'll sound like Mike Myers. Fat bastard! Use Duke. Where's Fat Bastard? <laughs> Bless you. All right, back to work. Work, work, work. Wild, they're going to pull it off or not? Probably not. not they've got to improve that power play or they don't stand a chance. they got to quit passing. Shoot the puck. Get duck. the puck on the net. But they finally have a reasonable starting time. Oh, 7 o'clock, I know. Didn't they call it the kid goalie? Hi, Bros. I don't know. But I saw that. Aren't I... they even going to use the flower for backup? I don't know. Yeah, they uh, called up some. I didn't know. Him, but... I don't know. He was a first-round pick. Kenny, how come uh, none of the good shows are on Motor Trend? It's all these hillbillies. There. Yeah, I agree. Do you watch? Do you ever watch uh, Roadkill? No, I I watch Roadkill. There's two versions: Roadkill and Roadkill Garage. Yeah. Anybody watch Barry on HBO? I don't. I, I watched the first Barry. two seasons. I enjoyed the fourth one. Just started. It's uh, yeah. Bill Nader's great. What's Barry? What is it about, John? He is a hitman who's an ex-Marine, and it's a serious 
comedy. It's a dark you comedy. Would never guess that he's a hitman, though. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't appear uh, to be still, one. Is he still trying to act? Still trying to? No, he's he's in prison. You didn't watch season three, huh? No. He's in prison. Oh, they I got have, him. I have two yeah. episodes left of Peaky Blinders, and I will have successfully, for the first time in my life, watched a complete series. Nice. It'll be the sixth season. I have two episodes left. I thought you watched The Sopranos. I consider that just a television show. Same. It's a Joe. It's a, it's a series. Huh. I, I did watch The Sopranos. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. That's why I mentioned. I, I think what you mean is you 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 didn't sit and watch them all at once, right? What you're doing with Peaky Blinders? Not at all. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, I, I'm doing a Peaky a night. Right, but you watched Sopranos while it was on TV. I actually. watched Sopranos weekly. But the Sopranos yeah, existed go. before yeah. we had the ability to to yeah. binge watch. Okay, binge watch. can I can I say it this way then? No, It'll can. be the first time I've watched a a series on Netflix. There we go. Yeah, or binge watched. Uh, yeah. Hey, you, you know what I learned? It. Words mean something. Yes, they do. And you can tell, man, they're dragging at the end. They're just desperate to figure out how to end this thing. She's bugging me to watch Breaking Bad. I still no, haven't watched it. really that. good. I, I watched one or two, and I didn't like the vibe I was getting. If you He's get good, though. If you get past the first two seasons, the next three are incredible. Cranston's good. That guy I, can act. I actually skipped the last two of season two on the advice of Mishki because I said, I can't get past season two. He said, just skip the last two. You won't miss anything. Go right to season three. And he was right. Okay. The last three seasons are. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I did. Yes. Is that any good? That's trouble. It's, it's good, but it's troubling at times. Well, and plus what drove me nuts was there's what, seven seasons and Every other show, there's a yeah. war with another motorcycle gang or something. If you went through that in real life, you'd be like, okay. I had to shut it off when they threw the girl, when they killed the girl and threw her in the burning barrel. That That's that, nothing. That's how they bury people in Peaky Blinders. I, I they get burn it, them. but I can't. That I, am, I, know, I don't want to watch that. I like them in a gypsy carriage, gypsy wagon. That's I like it in Deadwood where they just threw the bodies to the pigs. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that out there. I'm due to watch that again. Yeah, I told you, right? I finally watched the movie, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was surprised you know, yeah. that it was done that well. I'm ready for you, Joe. Dave Bliss, our philosopher from Bulgaria, weighs in. In at 240 pounds. <laughs> uh, well, what did we talk about? Dave Bliss, our philosopher away from Bulgaria, weighs in. Mm-hmm. Was that it? That's the sentence. Yeah, the moral, yeah. whatever. The, the, the you know, uh, moral integrity. Oh, uh, uh, we attempt to account, you know, Joe attempts to account for his position on Tucker Carlson. 
who attempts to account for his position on Tucker Carlson. Listeners say they're never listening again. I just don't put that down. <laughs> Listeners say they're never listening again. <laughs> really? No. Okay. No. Uh, it's okay to say it on the show, but I don't want to put it in the description of the. I just don't get what. Yeah. I can't wait for the emails. But I, I actually just, I can wait, but I, I won't. Anything else you want to mention no, besides giant height? Okay, I didn't want to say this, but is this a is this CNN and Fox News attempting to, in some way, try to get a little bit closer to the center uh, uh, ahead of the upcoming presidential election? I don't know. Is that what some of this is about? I don't know what it's about. All right. Noted. <laughs> Noted. But you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I do. Right. Sure. Okay. Somebody's sending me George Carlin on saving the planet. I've only seen it maybe a thousand times. It is pretty good, though. Right away, I got this email. Breaking Bad couldn't hold my attention. If I have to skip two years, then it's not a good show. Two, it's, I said two episodes. Oh, that was Scott. Oh. Skip two episodes, not two years. Scott that must be oh. listening on the council. I thought yeah. you said two years. I oh, two. maybe I did. Two episodes did. at the end of the second season. I, I thought that's what you said too, John. Oh. God, no. Because that's big, that's big the first difference. thought I had, the thought that I had was one. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bothered that if that was the yeah. case. Two episodes at the end of season two. Skip those and went right to season three after that. Huh? So I watched the first season and 10 of the 12 in season two. People all idiots or what? Huh? <laughs> Mature also notes, maybe Dominion said, we'll drop our lawsuit. We'll, oh. drop our, we'll drop our lawsuit request by $1 billion if you get rid of Tucker and Bongino. Wait a minute. I thought the settlement, or I thought the... Was they it? initially wanted $1.7 billion. They settled for $750 million. Oh. Maybe they told uh, Rupert, get rid of your two boys. They're bringing in you the most money. We'll, we'll drop our settlement by a billion. Oh. I'm still going with the sexual harassment stuff. I'm sticking with that until I hear different. But, okay. I, oh, I don't disagree with you, John, but wouldn't... Something like that, and I'm just talking purely financial. Yes, would not nearly cost them as much as this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, remember though, they Roger Ailes. Remember Gretchen Carlson sued. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. Remember uh, Bill O'Reilly got fired because yes, yes same right. thing. So you're the right. his, history there would seem to indicate there may be an issue. There's a there's a precedent, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, and the fact that. All these, well, the three, was it three, I think, women that came forward and said in the entire building, it's just, you know, it's, you can't get away from it. It's the Wild West, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. 
so mad. I'm still sticking with that. And allegedly Carlson and his producer were two of the or maybe there isn't, there probably isn't just one thing. There's a yeah, just a multitude of stuff. Joe, between. are you planning on a another acquisition? Did I ask you this already? Uh, I always am. Let's put it that way. In the British car world, yeah. like Jeff Dayton yeah. with guitars. Yeah, I have one too few. <laughs> one too few. <laughs> I love that line. I'm done. I've decided. What? I'm, well, I'm up to about 20 guitars and five amps. I got a guitar that is so cool. Sterling, How cool is it? Sterling by Music Man Mariposa. Look it up if you get a chance. It looks like a, hey, a weird, yeah, weird ass, odd thing. I'm not going to, John. Oh, you should. No, I'm not going to. You want me to send you a picture? Sure. <laughs> Kenny, you'd like it. This restoring this vintage sled that I started over the winter has just done so much for my mental state. I can really be full of hate and anger and angst and anxiety. And 15 minutes in in the shop and it's all gone. It's good. It's a good. Yeah, one. it's very, very helpful. <clears throat> you ever unsubscribe from an email? Oh, every day. Yep, but they don't ever unsubscribe. Yeah, yep. How do you unsubscribe if they don't ever unsubscribe? Log in to unsubscribe. Wait a minute. Log in. I don't have a. Yeah. I, I don't have an account. Why? What? To the point where I don't even look at Facebook Messenger anymore. So that that's when I just put them in the uh, blocked senders list. So they just, I keep getting them, but they go right into my trash can. Yeah. Same with mine. I started once trying to do it, but there's so many of them. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't catch up to unsubscribing. Yeah, I just bought two items from eBay oh, last week. Shoot. So I've spent the last week unsubscribing to all these eBay emails. My God, it's I, just nonstop. I forgot to play that audio of Justin Trudeau for you, Joe. What? Uh, he basically is lying and saying he never forced anyone to get vaccinated. And there's just a list of things. Well, no, that's none of that's true there, Justin. There was audio that surfaced late yesterday. Would you ever attempt to do another restoration suit? Well, I'm not, I, I'd pay for one. Uh, I can't do it. I no. To tell you the truth, uh, my answer is I've learned my lesson: never buy a restored car. What about something small for the kids? My nephews drug out um, a go kart that I had sitting in the scrap metal pile, and uh, my God, they just turned that thing in. They changed the color. They put a motor on it. They this, that, and the other. Well, how about this? Godbout has a Model T Ford. It was used in the circus. It's got a new lawnmower engine in it. It's beautiful. It'd be perfect for kids, and he won't let it go because he's uh, he's got two problems. He's a hoarder, and he doesn't need the money. I really want that Mercury. Yeah, and he he won't let anything go. And he know he cannot walk now. He's in a wheelchair. It's a pig, and it's not worth any money. And it is the ugliest Mercury ever made. And I just I've got to have so it. That's fun to look at. Yeah, your line yeah, it tips over in the parking lot, sitting still. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. 
And uh, I just can't. I mean, he's got my Sportster that I bought new. I sold to him. I'd like to get that back. He's got a Super Glide, got a Larson boat. Uh, he's got 15 Hondas motorcycles. He's got a three wheel Cushman with a cab. He's got a Harley Davidson golf cart. Where uh, are they? He's got buildings. And so when he goes face first in the mashed potatoes, his people are just going to sell that crap. Right. And they're really, they really don't know what they have. Well, do they know you? Yeah. Will you be able to work with them? Well, I think it would be a, a, a plenary indulgence on my part to do it. Uh, it'd be a real pain in the ass to do it. But yeah, somebody's got to do it. I'll probably do it. got a sandblast cabinet and a Baldor buffer. I own half of each of those, and they're in his garage. How big is that cab? Uh, you couldn't get a car bumper in it. I've got a small one. The big, You know, the big stuff I do outdoors, which is so much better than using a cab. Oh, right. my God. I just hate using my cabinet. I've got a super powerful exhaust fan, and you still have to pause and wait for the dust to clear. <clears throat> but this little Model T uh, Shriners clown car, oh, is that cool? Uh, he won't, you know, doesn't even occur to him to think that kids would enjoy that. I hope you're going to take the right approach when it comes to ATVs and uh, your granddaughters. They're not getting at, one. Up at the cabin, good. Or if they get one, it's going to be one of those mini ones. Yeah. You really have to teach them that uh, these things roll over easy. Well, I got to get going. Okay. I got I to have my drum lesson. Thank God that pressure's been lifted. About what? Me learning songs. Well, let's, let's, let's have a band. Oh, Joe. Yeah, let's have a band. I'm yeah. ready. Let's take Fridays off, too. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, tell Chris to come back and uh, turn off the council. Ken, you got anything in mind for tomorrow morning? Uh, I've got a bunch of news stories, but no, okay. no, no side topic. All right. You briefly mentioned with that uh, rocket the effect on the nearby town. I thought there was a really interesting story. I think it was in yesterday's paper about this town just freaking out and nobody's helping them and the whole town is covered in debris and dust and windows are broken and alarms are going off. Yeah, I, I did see a little bit of that. I found a few other... I'm going to play with, at four with Larry. You're welcome Hold to join on. us if you want to come out. We're going to play a quick nine. Mike's here. Say hi to Mike, John. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. <laughs> you guys, you hey, guys uh, have a show, huh? Chris, okay. can you turn off the console? Oh, sure. Sorry. I thought I did. My bad.